Hi, this is Jim Lyon. You're listening to Viewpoint with me today. Once more, Jamie Wilkerson. Hi, it's so good to be here. So good to see you, Jamie, always. You know, we're in a new series here called Truth or Dare, Fact or Fiction, because we live in a world where people are are wrestling with, is there anything really true? And how do I know what is true if anything could be? I mean, (laughs) come on, in the public square, we hear a lot about fake news. Oh, yes. And, you know, fake news is often a kind of brand that people assign to the news channel that they don't like so much. Right. (laughs) (laughs) So I've heard it bandied about from all points of the political spectrum. Oh, yeah. Uh, And then, of course, there's a kind of fear of fake news in our personal life, too. I mean, Mm have you ever gone to work with somebody and you're not sure they're really telling you the straight story? Or -hmm. or you have a friend or uh, sometimes even at church where you're thinking, oh, what's what's that about? You Mm -hmm. know, we we live in a world where we're kind of suspicious. Right. Are we really getting the truth? And how do we know what is true? And then that brings us sometimes to exasperation when we think, well, maybe nothing's really true. Mm-hmm. I mean, you know, maybe what's true for you, Jamie, is not true for me. Right. Maybe you see the sky as blue and I see it as turquoise. So what difference does it make? And, you know, so we kind of argue and rationalize and mm-hmm. think, well, my truth is my truth and your truth is your truth. And, and sometimes I get annoyed because you don't agree with my truth, but really what difference does it make? I mean, we live in a world of relativism. And what I mean by that is our world is constantly making objective reality somehow understood through the circumstances. You know, it's relative Mm -hmm. to the circumstance. Is there anything that's actually objectively true apart from circumstance or perspective or understanding? Mm -hmm. Are there just some hard facts that are always facts, and those facts are truth? Am I being dared in my present world to just deny the reality of truth or to accept the idea I can never really know what is true? Am I being positioned by our public conversation these days to think, well, it doesn't really matter what is fact or fiction? Well, that's what we're talking about. And we're going to come right back and dive in. Stay with us. Jamie, I know that uh, truth has been on the table for a lot of centuries. Uh, philosophy has has wrestled with what is truth and different concepts of truth and how do we know the truth and so on. And of course, uh, in the political square, there's a lot of dialogue about truth, always has been. There's a great, great quote, a quip by Winston Churchill, who's one of, one of the uh, sharpest uh, tongues on the block always. And uh, he, he referred to the truth a little bit. Do you have that quote right in front of you? He stated, men occasionally stumble over the truth, but most of them pick themselves up and hurry off as if nothing had happened. (laughs) (laughs) He's kind of just saying that, you know, truth uh, is in the way sometimes, and we stumble over it, and then we pick Mm -hmm. ourselves up and try and step over it instead of wrestling with it or, or, or coming to terms with it. And I think most of us intuitively and instinctively know that there is a bedrock truth, that everything is not relative, that there are some absolutes. And sometimes we don't like to face them. We run away from them. I uh, have a friend who was diagnosed with a very serious cancer. Mm -hmm. And first response upon hearing the diagnosis is, is, uh, well, I stumbled over that truth, but now I just want to step over it like it didn't happen because I don't really want to wrestle with it. But the truth is there is a cancer in my body, so my friend experienced. 
And, and all of us have that. When truths are hard, we, we just want to ignore them sometimes or avoid them. I'm not going to go to the doctor because I'm afraid that if I go to the doctor, the test will reveal that something's the matter with me. So better just not to face the truth. And, and so many areas of life are like that. We just we have a trouble coming to terms with things that are unpleasant or unkind or we don't want to accept. On the other hand, there's a lot of truth that can be really liberating, isn't there? Yes. You know, if I, if I really believed uh, that I was loved unconditionally, for instance, that can free me up from a lot of fear and insecurity. And that's a truth that I sometimes don't want to, to accept because if I accept unconditional love, that means, well, it's not in my power to deny that love. <laughs> You know, That's right. <laughs> you know, I can't mess up to make you angry with me, so I just feel better about being angry with you. I, I, no, unconditional love is a truth I, I could come to if it, it actually existed, and, and then that would set me free. Truth always sets us free. Oh, wait a minute. There's a famous word like that, isn't there? Oh, yeah. Jesus said, the truth will set you free. Mm-hmm. And whether we're afraid of the truth or we actually hope for a truth, we're here to tell you there is absolute truth and the truth will set you free. Last week, uh, Jamie, you and I were talking about a passage in the scripture where Jesus was on trial with Pontius Pilate, the Roman governor, and he, was, he wasn't sure what to make of Jesus, and he wasn't sure what he could really believe as true. He had many voices speaking into his head, and, and he says to Jesus, you know, are you the king? That's what people tell me. And Jesus said, well, that's what you say, but I'm telling you the truth, Jesus essentially said. All who love the truth know my voice, because my words are truth. And uh, Pilate kind of throws his hands up and says, what is truth? Mm -hmm. But still, Jesus gave us an important clue there because there's another place where Jesus quoted when he says, all who know the truth love me because they know my words are true. He captures that in a famous phrase in John 14, 6. What does that say, Jamie? John 14, 6 says, I am the way, the truth, and the life. I mean, there you have it. (laughs) Jesus said, uh, there's an absolute truth, and I am it. And what we want to encourage our listeners to think about is that in a world where you're trying to navigate what is true, whether it be in the political front, whether it be in your professional life, whether it be in your home and domestic life, whether it be with your friendships, wherever you are in life, if you're wondering what is true, we want you to get back to Jesus. Start there. Let Jesus be the flashlight that helps you understand truth. But you first have to understand Jesus is himself truth. And there's a certain intimacy and relationship that can be known about that. The Bible talks a lot about truth. And uh, it says over 200 times that truth is. That's over 200 times that word truth is in the scripture. And I love what the psalmist said, the entirety of your word is truth. In other words, the 119th Psalm tells us that the entirety of God's word from Genesis to Revelation, it is truth. These are bedrock foundational things. And we need to cozy up to, stand up by, allow ourselves to be clothed with this word, which is truth. Jesus is the truth. He is everywhere in the word. His words are true. You may not be able to figure out the headlines. Are they true or not? You may not be able to figure out what your family is saying to you. Is it really true or not? Or at work. But we want you to get comfortable with Jesus as the truth. And that's going to help you sort out everything else. When we come back, we're going to unpack this a little bit more. We'll be right back. Gracious, slow to anger, abounding in love. Good to all, all who 
As we talk about truth today, on viewpoint, as you think about your own world and trying to navigate to truth, and is there really a truth? You might have some questions. You might have some comments. Maybe you would like us to pray with you. Whatever's on your heart or in your head, give us a call. Dial this number, 1-800-757-VIEW. That's 1-800-757-8439. 24 hours a day, seven days a week. We're by the phone. Not a recording, a live voice give us a call. I'll give you the number again at the end of our broadcast, but we want you to know this. Your voice matters. You're important to us. We'd love to hear from you. We're talking about truth. Truth or dare? Is the world daring me to believe there's nothing that's actually true? Or is the world daring me to believe things are true that are actually false? Is there a difference between fact and fiction? If I just repeat the same thing over and over again, even if it's false, well, will you believe it? And that becomes for you a fact even though it is divorced from reality. I mean, we live in a world like this where people say things on air, uh, in, in the newspaper, and so on. They say things that aren't true, and they just say it over and over again until somebody thinks, well, they keep saying that over and over. It must be true. Truth has an objective reality. And our premise here is that in order to navigate to what is really true and what might be false, you have to start with Jesus. And you have to start with the scripture, which tells us the story of Jesus. Now, the Apostle Paul uh, talks about how, how there is truth and there's also a lie. And, and these two are polar opposites. And this helps frame our world. Uh, Jamie, in the letter of Paul to a man named Titus, this is one of the books in the New Testament, um, he talks about this a little bit. And it's found in the first chapter, verses 1 and 2. What does it say? It says, I have been sent to proclaim faith to those God has chosen and to teach them to know the truth that shows them how to live godly lives. This truth gives them confidence that they have eternal life, 
which God, who does not lie, who cannot lie, promised them before the world began. Wow. Okay, so right there, we've got some clues, don't we, about truth? (laughs) First of all, Paul sees himself as sent to proclaim this faith uh, to people who believe in God, and, and he's chosen them, God has chosen them, and to teach them that there is a truth, that there is a truth that shows us how to live a godly life, that once we come to terms with, I want the truth, I want to love the truth, no matter what it tells me, no matter where it leads me, I want to own that truth, and that truth of God can actually empower me and instruct me to live in a godly way. Now, this truth gives confidence, and this boy just jumped off the page at me. Jamie, have you ever found that when you're something you know is true, you just are, you're absolutely certain it's true, that it empowers you, that it gives you a certain sense of confidence? Yes, I've had those experiences. Reading the Word of God, just (laughs) finding out what God says about a situation um, as opposed to what I may have felt about a situation or circumstance. And so when I measure it with the word, it does give me a confidence in it. Because like the Bible says, we just read, God cannot lie. He's It's impossible for God to lie. So that alone gives me great confidence. Well, right there, you're talking about the power of the truth in Scripture, and that when you stand on it, you can stand tall. Mm-hmm. I may be frightened. I may be intimidated by the forces or the voices that uh, stand against me or daring me or challenging me, or that I may think or a mountain that I just can't climb. But when I'm standing on truth from the scripture, I can stand with confidence. There's just something that makes us almost like a superhero if we are standing on that word. Mm -hmm. And you're exactly right. In this text, Paul helps us know there is a truth, but there's also a lie. He acknowledges that there are lies. Lies are told. There are ways in which we are deceived, and there is a great deceiver. But God never deceives. God never lies. In fact, we believe that God is omnipotent. That means he's all-powerful. That's an omni. We believe he's omniscient. That means he's all-knowing, omni. We know that he's omnipresent. That means he's everywhere present. I cannot go where he is not. He's omni. I mean, he can do all that things. But here's the one place where the scripture tells us God has a boundary. There's one thing he cannot do. What? God can't, God could do anything. No, he cannot lie. It's just antithetical to who he is. God is truth. His son Jesus, who is the person of God in human form, is truth. And that truth cannot also be false. It can't happen. It cannot coexist. God cannot lie. He cannot deceive you. And so, therefore, the word of God cannot lie to you. Sorry. It may be hard to bear. I may not like it. I mean, there's so many things. Have you ever thought about this, Jimmy? I thought, boy, if I could just rewrite that passage, yes. if I could just many open times. a window for me to do that, I'd be mm-hmm. so much more at ease because mm-hmm. it's such a challenge sometimes to live up to the word. But at the same time, when I live up to the word, there's a certain sense of power that comes over me, That's right. a certain sense of confidence. That's mm-hmm. what Paul is talking about. Mm-hmm. God cannot lie. We can trust his word. And he gives us confidence. Now, you might think, well, I'm not sure that whole Bible thing is real. Well, okay, take this idea that's represented here and translate it into another kind of truth. If you believe, for instance, you can 
put a pan of water on the stove and turn it up and boil that water, and then you can put an egg in that water and it will become hard-boiled, that the consistency of the egg inside the shell will change. I mean, you, you just believe that. It's a truth. It will happen. It gives me confidence. <laughs> it sounds so simple, but I know that that egg is going to come out of the boiling water after some time in a congealed state. It's going to be a hard-boiled egg. I can crack it open and not make a mess on my clothes. I know that. I mean, it gives me confidence. It seems so small, but that's it. When you know something is true, then you move with confidence. Now, take that up to the next level of your life. When you know these premises, these ideas, these propositions are true, love one another. Forgive those who harm you. Um, Love as I have loved you, Jesus said. Uh, Be generous. Uh, Don't Just hold on to a coat if you have two when someone else needs one. I mean, these are truths. They're not always easy to live up to, but they are truths that bring blessing. They bring life. Oh, but wait a minute. If God cannot lie, why do we have lies? Why do they even exist? If if God is the author of the universe and he cannot lie, what's up with us? When we come back, let's talk about that because it's an important part of this equation. Stay with us. Our Viewpoint program today is a part of an umbrella of ministries that is owned by what's called Church of God Ministries. This is a movement of churches across the country and throughout Canada and throughout the world. And every other year, it has a big meetup, a big convention, a conference. It's a really blessed and inspiring time. And we want you to know who listened to Viewpoint. You could be a part of that too. Join us in Orlando at the end of June this year, 2019, for the Convention of a Lifetime. We're going to be talking about what it is to give life, how we speak life and breathe life and give life. Check out the website, chog, C-H-O-G, convention.org. Just check that out, chogconvention.org. Join us and other members of your CBH family in Orlando this June. We're talking about truth, and the reality is that there is an absolute truth in this world, but there are also lies. There are falsehoods. And Jamie, it's hard for me to know why am I tempted sometimes even to lie? And I have been tempted and sometimes fallen to that temptation. Why does anyone want to lie to me? And uh, we've talked before, you and I, about how, well, sometimes we lie to protect ourselves. We're afraid if the truth is disclosed that someone will think less of us. Maybe I'll lose my job or maybe my my spouse will walk away from me or my kids won't like me. Or I mean, there are all kinds of things that happen mm-hmm. in life and we're afraid to tell the truth. But at the root of it, why? Why is this world so messed up? And why is falsity so much a part of our world of conversation? And right back to the scripture, which cannot lie, we have the answer. And in fact, Jesus gives us the answer. Look at John chapter 8, Jesus is talking to his enemies. They're accusing Jesus himself of being false. They're not buying Mm -hmm. who he is. He is pure, he's true, and he is so authentic. But they don't like to face the truth because if they acknowledge that about Jesus, they're going to lose ground they fear in their own status and in their own way of living. But how does Jesus reply to them in one place here? This is John chapter 8. They're, they're pushing on him. They're, they're daring him. And what does he say back to them? John chapter 8, verse 44. So Jesus said to his detractors, you are the children of your father, the devil, and you love to do the evil things he does. He was a murderer from the beginning. He has always hated the truth 
because there is no truth in him. When he lies, it is consistent with his character, for he is a liar and the father of lies. Wow. <laughs> so as we earlier talked about God who cannot lie, he's, he's absolutely truth. He is everything that is true. And here we have the opposite of that. We have the father of lies. What's being discussed here is a persona, Satan, which actually means the adversary. He's the adversary of God. He's the opposite of God. It's not just some kind of blind, impersonal force. It's a being with a mind and an ambition, and that is to contest and overtake God. And God has truth in his hand, and the devil has a lie in his hand. I mean, this is so important because as I navigate through life, people who lie to me are in that moment, if not always, in the hands of the devil. We have to come to that hard truth. And when I allow myself to lie, if I deceive, I'm allowing myself to be an instrument in the devil's hand. Wow. Sometimes we think, oh, it doesn't really matter. You know, that little thing won't matter. I'll just, these are small things. They're incidentals. No. Truth and falsity are polar opposites. And the closer we are to God, the more godly we become, the more confident we become in truth, the less we'll be tempted and less we'll be tempted to lie or even to think that it doesn't matter if we lie. You cannot lie without being an instrument in the devil's hand. It's as simple as that. He is the father of all lies. So if someone is talking to me on TV and telling me a lie, I'm sorry, (laughs) I, I... grieve that their soul has been at least in the moment apprehended. If I stand in front of someone and tell them a lie, I'm sorry. I have to acknowledge I have sinned and need to repent of that and make it right. Because in that moment, I became an instrument of the darkness. Even though I thought I was doing maybe something to protect my family or or something else, you cannot tell a lie and ever do good. We all have to acknowledge that when we are tempted to deceive we find ourselves lining up with the darkness, not the light. This is not the same as saying we have to proclaim everything we know to be true because there may be moments on an airplane, for instance, where it's not just the right time for me to tell my seatmate all the truth about Jesus I know because they may not be ready to hear it then. But that's different than deceiving my seatmate on the plane who I don't know about something else and, and telling a lie that leads them to conclusions that are not true. We all have to be careful that we speak the truth. And it's hard. And all of us have failed. But the truth is, God forgives if we will own the truth about ourselves. I have no greater joy than this, than to know my children are walking in the truth. This is what the Apostle John wrote in the New Testament in his third letter. He said, keep your tongue from evil and your lips from telling lies. That's what the psalmist also says. You know, the, the scripture is constantly calling us, be people of truth. Let us have a reputation for telling the truth, not for deceiving. And sometimes we think, well, in this part of my life, I can be honest, but I don't have to be in this way. You know, in my professional life, I'm just going to have to tell some lies because that's the way business rolls, or that's the way politics rolls, or that's the way uh, my sporting team rolls. No, it's the same everywhere. In every part of your life, keep yourself telling the truth and stay away from lies. Speak the truth in love. That's another famous passage in the scripture. Um, Jamie, have you ever been tempted to tell someone the truth? And as you wanted to tell them the truth, what you believe to be true, 
you were checked in your spirit because the purpose of your telling the truth wasn't to make them better. It was to prove that you were right or that that you were somehow superior. Have you ever had an experience like that? Oh, no, of course not. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I wasn't sure because you seem to be so pure. But I've had that experience, promising, where I wanted to press the, Mm -hmm. the, the brow of truth on someone, not so that I could call the best out of them, but so that I could elevate myself. I'm right and you're wrong. That's not telling the truth in love. So we have to be owned by the truth, but we have to always be governed by love. I tell the truth. I speak the truth in love. The reason I want you to know this, Jamie, is because I love you and care for you and want you to be better. Um, The reason that you're going to tell me the hard truth, Jim, you talk too much, is because I care for you, Jim, and I need you to be better. I I hope for you to be better. I mean, that's a whole different transaction than saying, you idiot, here's the truth. (laughs) And that's what sometimes happens. We're tempted also. Mm -hmm. You know, truth is a very important foundational principle in all human relationships. Our government needs to be framed by truth, not by deception. Our businesses need to be framed by truth, not by deception. All of us need to be framed by truth in our personal relationships, not by deception. And in this, when we are framed by the truth, we are framed by God. We want to be like him. We want to have the mind of Christ. How about you? Wherever you are in life today, you're thinking, well, I don't know. It's scary for me to tell the truth. If people knew who I really was or what I had really done, they wouldn't love me. That's the number one reason we lie. If I told the truth, then I will lose something I now value. Maybe it's power, position, or relationship. And we're here to tell you that telling the truth will set you free, and you will reap back in return more than you could ever possibly lose. And you will find confidence in the truth and godly life in the truth, new days in the truth. Don't be afraid but you have to start by telling God the truth. You have to honor him by telling him the truth. Don't try and lie to God. He will not lie to you, and you cannot lie to him. He knows everything about you. Anyway, just tell him where to start. Whatever you're doing right now, just take a deep breath and pray with us. Our Father, we're so thankful that you know us. You know everything about us, and you love us anyway. That it is your will for us to be redeemed, to be filled with life, to be whole, not afraid, not insecure, not always battling against some thing or another, but to be relaxed and at ease with you. We, we thank you, Lord, that you love us so much that you gave us your Son, who is himself truth, that when we see Jesus, we see the truth about you and about ourselves. And Lord, we admit that there's much about us that's not very pleasant. We have ourselves told lies. We have believed lies. We have done things we wish we had not done, and there's some things we wish we had done, but We didn't do it, and now it's too late. And Lord, we're afraid that if people knew all about us, that they wouldn't care for us and that we would lose our position, our status, or what little we do have. And Father, I pray that for everyone joining us in this prayer right now, that you will breathe into us a spirit of peace and truth, that we might live in the truth that you love us and you have the power to pick up even our broken places, our mess-ups, our failures, our lies, that you can pick them up when we own them and are truthful about them and turn them for the good, and that you will give us life far above and beyond what we can ask or think or whatever we might lose. And Lord, if there is something to be lost because we are true, help us to let it go knowing it cannot give us life. Thank you for hearing our prayer. We ask it in Jesus' name. 
Amen. If you'd like to know more about this idea of living in the truth, give us a call. Just dial this number, 1-800-757-VIEW. That's 1-800-757-8439. 24 hours a day and seven days a week. We're by the phone, a live voice. Let us hear from you. Jamie, if there's someone uncertain about giving us a call, they're not certain they just are ready to talk just yet. Can they check us out online? Where would they go? CBHviewpoint.org. That's it. CBH, Christians Broadcasting Hope. That's who we are. CBHviewpoint.org. You can read about the ministry there. You can also send us an email there. We will reply. You can also sign up for a new opportunity that's at our website, and that is our podcast. You can subscribe to our podcast at cbhviewpoint.org. Or at the last, if you prefer, just write me a letter. Address it to Jim Lyon, Viewpoint, Post Office Box 2420, Anderson, Indiana, 46018, USA. But whether you call us on the phone, check us out online, or use the post, please let us hear from you this week. Jamie, the truth is, you make everything better. Thanks for coming alongside. Oh, it's so good to be back. And we are so glad to have you with us also. We hope you'll be with us again next week as we continue our series, Truth or Dare, Fact or Fiction. We're starting with the truth in Jesus. We're going to build that out into the rest of life. We hope that you'll join us on the journey. For all of us at Viewpoint, for all of us at Church of God Ministries, which is the host of our broadcast, this is Jim Lyon. Stay tuned.